When it looked as though contagion could spread throughout the entire financial system, the government stepped in, wholly nationalizing Northern Rock, part nationalizing others, and taking significant stakes in Royal Bank of Scotland and Lloyds. The government hadn't intervened at that point with fresh capital for the banks and guarantees that the banking system would have gone. I mean, it was actually that close. They had to save the banks. George Bush was absolutely right, as he put it, we've got to get some money into the system soon, otherwise this sucker goes down. Despite taxpayers' money being used to prop up the banks, the country was nevertheless plunged headlong into recession. There are very big costs with very large banks in that they are very powerful and they start looking what's called too big to fail. So you have to prop them up. Global banks are pretty well bound to be very, very large institutions. In some cases, the result is that a bank gets incredibly big relative to the domestic economy. That's, of course, the most famous example recently is Iceland, but it's also been true for the UK. The eruption in financial markets across the world now threatens Iceland with national bankruptcy. Just over 300,000 people live here. The gross domestic product is 10 billion pounds, but its financial institutions owe a staggering 50 billion pounds. It's estimated banks here have British deposits worth 8 billion pounds, and Iceland, already on its knees, is being asked to give the money back. Ultimately, individual UK investors lost nothing in the Icelandic collapse, though many councils and businesses wrote off millions. The major impact came when RBS and Lloyds had to be rescued at the same time as the government had to bail out part of Bradford and Bingley. The cost of supporting the UK banks would run to nearly a trillion pounds. Many were angry that the tripartite system of the Bank of England, the Treasury and the FSA had failed to foresee the impending collapse. The Financial Services Authority made a complete and absolute mess of this crisis. They didn't see the problems in the banking system, didn't act. Northern Rock, HBOS, RBS. They were sitting in front of them, they were looking at the evidence and they didn't react to it. Even the chairman of the Bank of England seemed unclear as to who was supposed to be ultimately responsible. It's like the designer of the Titanic saying it was unsinkable and then we discover that once four of the first six compartments are flooded, the whole thing sinks. Well, the legislation can't handle a financial crisis. No. Who is actually in charge? Well, what do you mean by in charge? Well, Would you like to define that? What our constituents want to know, given this mess, who is in charge the of it? Who is responsible? Well, we are each responsible for the various re responsibilities that we've been given under the MOU. The final decision on whether to put tax... These failures in the regulatory system and the lack of clear accountability raise the question of where the balance of government regulation should lie. We've had the crisis and now we have to decide what we want to do about the banking system going forward there is going to be tighter regulation. The FSA is going to be crawling all over banks and other financial institutions, and there will be tighter capital requirements. But I think that the, the Keynesians, the, the people who believe that the government has a role to play, have won that argument hands down in the last two years. I think we have to get back to a more activist role for government, a more um, activist role for a re regulation. Um, and then we can avoid um, some of these um, falling, into the, falling into the foxhole um, as often as we have been doing. That would still leave a very large scope for market forces. I'm not suggesting we go into socialism or communism or anything like that. There'd be a wide area for decentralized markets, but we've just got to limit the amount of damage they can do. 
um, because it's very, otherwise it's much too expensive, very, very costly for individuals, normal, ordinary people.